the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. God sent his only son, his sinless son, to die on Calvary's cross for you and me. Because of Jesus' sacrificial death, the gift of eternal life is available to anyone who chooses to receive it. Without the shed blood of Jesus, there would be no redemption for our sins. The Bible tells us that there is no salvation in any other. Without his selfless sacrifice, we would have no hope and no victory. Praise God for the gift of salvation and everlasting life. Listen in with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. A staff person another day, not on our staff, another staff, and the person told me, uh, I said, well, you gonna call your wife? He said, well, I can't call my wife. I said, why can't you call your wife? She said, she, he said, she's on a phone fast. She has, she's fasting her cell phone, I don't know, for a month or a week or something. I said, what? I said, what? I've never heard such thing. You mean tell me she's not going to use her cell phone for a whole whatever it said. I couldn't remember the, the length of time, but I was just amazed. He said, we're doing pretty good. You know what it makes us do? You know what he said? Y'all listen to me now. It, it makes us have to talk more in the morning about how to plan our day. <laughs> it, it forces us to communicate. You know, because uh, we, we, we know if, we, if something's unsaid, uh, then we know we, we, we can't talk anymore that day. And so, and so, and I know that's not possible for everybody based on circumstances, but the point is well made. Some of you have a heart attack just about when you forget your phone as you leave the door. You go down the street and you turn around and go get that phone, but you won't turn around and go get your Bible. You say, the Bible's in my phone. Yeah, yeah, well, it is in your Bible, but it's, you better off if you get your book. That uh, cell phone, the battery can run out. The, the, the software can, you know, can, can ha- go, go, go on a blink or whatever. But, you know, matter of fact, this Bible, if you carry it around, wherever you go, it's a, it's a, it's a witness to itself. Now, you take your cell phone, they, they, they don't know what you're doing. You look at your cell phone, they think you're playing Pac-Man or something. But when you open this Bible and open it up, I know I was at the car wash. I'm not going to say what name it was. I was at the car wash. So I took my Bible because I didn't read like I wanted to that morning. So I took my Bible with me and I read the car wash. And so this, this, this brother looked at me. He said, that's a wonderful book you have. I said, it sure is. He said, can you give me a word for the day? I said, I sure can. I told him exactly what I was reading. But now if I had my cell phone and I was reading the word for God's little world, he wouldn't have said nothing. He don't know what I'm reading. This book is a living testimony. And some of y'all take comfort with your, what are you, why are you sharing with this book? Ah, you don't take all that. And you, can, you, you can't even turn to Habakkuk <laughs> because of your cell phone. Won't y'all say amen? <laughs> That's why your heart is troubled. And that's why you're free. Let me go on to number six. I'm having too much fun up here. Uh, number six, why is the blood of Jesus Christ so necessary? Satan hates the blood. 
Satan hates the blood. Jesus had a physical body out of which blood came out of the wounds, his wounds, real blood, which led to his death, burial, and resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus Christ was the crushing, devastating blow by our triumphant Savior against Satan, against his evil host of demons, which sealed their ultimate doom forever. This is why Satan hates the blood. Ooh, that no good devil hates the blood. But, but Jesus defeated him because he shed his blood and died and rose for you and me and humanity. Listen, Colossians 2.15 says, having disarmed principalities, these are ranks and files of demons, principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Why? Because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's why Satan hates the blood. Satan hates the blood. It doomed him. It sealed his own doom. Number seven, uh, why is the blood so necessary? Uh, do not die without the blood. Do not die without the blood. Uh, your whole eternal destiny is based on what you believe about Christ. Did you get what I just said? You need to write everything, that whole statement down. Your whole, uh, the whole of your eternal destiny is predicated on what you believe about Jesus Christ. You may not have the things of this world, such as popularity. You may not have much money. Or you may not have prestige and power and position. You may not have material possession, but make sure you have the blood of Jesus appropriated and applied to your life. My friend, don't die without the blood. Salvation is free. <laughs> uh, and now we, we had teams going out. We were knocking on doors in the neighborhood near the church, and we were telling them about Jesus. So he and I yoked up. I said, well, let's go to about 10 houses. So we got out and started talking about Jesus. And then the first house we got, got to, lo and behold, uh, I, I believe I found somebody that was kidding me. Because I said, where are you from? They said, Shreveport. I said, Shreveport? I said, all my folk outside of Greenwood and, and Bethany and all that. And we started talking. She said, do you know? I said, you know about Bozier City? She said, yeah. I said, you know about I-20 Bunkhouse Drive. She said, do you know about Bunkhouse? Bunkham Road and all that? I said, yeah, I know Bunkham Road. My ain't right down the street and my cousin over here. And my, my, all, I said, Bunkham Road, what you know about Bunkham Road? Oh, this is on the streets. Knocking on doors. The first, oh, all them houses, we go there. And we started talking. And we, we, and we started rejoicing. We went to another guy. He, uh, he, was, a, he was a Methodist. And uh, he was telling us about his church and all that. And he said, well, I'll take your information. Uh, he, he got our cards and stuff. And I said, well, bless you. And then he said, he looked at me and he said, this is all free, isn't it? I said, it's all free because Jesus died on Calvary. And, and Aubrey fell out laughing. He said, Pastor, how did you rhyme that on the spot? I said, nobody but the Holy Ghost could do that. He said, this all this is free? I said, yes, because he died on Calvary. I was poetic in my witness. By the way, when was the last time you gone on the streets to tell somebody about Jesus? Some of y'all been members here 20 years and have knocked on one door. I wonder why. What's wrong with you? Yeah, you, yeah. you don't mind preaching in here, but are you on the streets? You're, you're, you're a deacon in here, but you, you, are you on the streets? You're a coordinator in here? Are you, are you on the streets? Uh, uh, where, where are you? Do you, do you know I know Jesus had primary, primarily an outdoor ministry? 
And some people say, you know, I'm glad you're out here. I had on one occasion, somebody said, it's sure hot out here. This is not this occasion, but another occasion. I said, hey, you want some water? I said, no, I'm okay. It reminds me of how hot hell really is. So I don't even want water. I'm on a, I'm on a water fast. I, I, it reminds me of how hot hell really is. So I'd rather be in this heat because the heat of hell does not compare with the heat of the sun. Where are you? Where are you? People need the blood of Jesus Christ. Salvation is free and available to humanity because Jesus paid the price in full on Calvary. Ephesians 1, 7 says, in him, Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. To reject Christ is to reject his redemptive work on the cross, uh, which results in spiritual death. You reject Christ then you'll end up in the lake of fire. That's your destiny. You, you reject Christ and his blood, your destiny is eternal separation from Almighty God. Please, for heaven's sake, don't die without the blood on your life. Number eight, our sins are forgiven because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Our sins are forgiven because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.14 says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Underline the forgiveness of sins. Now, when God forgives our sins, he lets them go as if they had never been committed, which releases us from the bondage of sin, slavery of sin, and the penalty of sin. Sin. The blood of Jesus does that. We have forgiveness of sin because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Without the blood of Christ, there would be no forgiveness of sins, which results in imminent judgment from God. Thank God for the blood of Jesus Christ. There is life in the blood of Jesus, spiritual life. There is power in the blood of Jesus, wonder-working power. We are blessed to serve a God who redeems us continually upon our repentant confession of our sins. Jesus alone can free us, atone us, forgive us, and reconcile us when we put all our faith and trust in Him alone. God's Word tells us to trust in the Lord with all our hearts, lean not to our own understanding, Acknowledge him in all our ways, and he will direct our paths. His shed blood makes it all possible. We serve an amazing God. Number nine, the blood of Jesus is sufficient. Say sufficient. We are only saved by the blood of Christ and nothing else. You can't add nothing to it, can't take anything from it. Now, listen to me well, people of God. We're not saved by good works. We're not saved by rituals. We're not saved by ceremonies. We're not saved because you keep traditions of liturgy. We're not saved by religious talk. Some of y'all got, y'all got religious talk, but you don't have a righteous walk. You can say amen and hallelujah and you can shout. But if you don't have a relationship with God, sounding brass and tingling cymbal. You see, uh, you're not saved even by wearing religious attire. Some of you got uh, all kind of Jesus attire. I'm not. That's I, I love the fact that you can have it and let people know whose side you're on at least. But but listen, but you're not. You can be as lost as a goose wearing something that's holy in nature. Now, I love wearing shirts and stuff. And they said, well, I love that shirt. I love that t-shirt. I said, I do too. So I wear, I don't, watch what you wear. 
What would you put on? You're an example. You can't be light and focus looking through all that rubbish on your shirt. Some of the clothes some of y'all are wearing need to be thrown in the trash because of the messages that are on it don't even represent who you say you know. Look how quiet it got then. You empty your closet out. Some of the messages that, that Christians wear. And by the way, be careful about tattooing yourself because you know what happens? You go through life changes and then all of a sudden you start regretting that you tattooed this and that on your body. Man, it hurts when you take, put it on. And what they tell me, I don't have one tattoo on me because I, I don't like pain. <laughs> they tell me tattoos hurt when you put them on and they, still, and they hurt when you try to take them off. <laughs> oh, I, I remember I was, I was going to, I was at a, a conference and with, with some preachers over in Los Angeles and we were a group of us I just met these guys they're pastors from all over the nation and I said well we're walking down the beach just had some off time and that was a that was a tattoo parlor and I told the pastors they said what, what, what you looking at I said I'm looking at tattoo, tattoo parlor there and they said well what, why are you looking at it I said I want to go in it they said, they said why do you want to go in it I said because I, I want to be nosy I want to see. I, want, I said, I've never been in one. I want to see. Will y'all, will y'all come go with me? Give me a note. And so, you know, they, they went. And I, I walked through. That was the only time I went in one. So we were walking down. And I saw they were, on the, they were doing things on the back. And they were on the arms. And they were on the head. And they were on the neck and all that. And one man was stretched out. And uh, I looked at him. I said, does it hurt? <laughs> the, 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 the guy who was doing the tattoo, he said, Mr. Don't ask, does it hurt? Just ask him, how bad does it hurt? <laughs> he said, how bad does it hurt? He said, don't ask, does it hurt? You know, and I was just looking, I said, but you know what? You go through life changes, and all of a sudden, you get converted, you begin, go, you begin to grow in Christ, and then you be saying, you know, what have I done? Now, no one judges another person because of tattoos. We love people regardless of what you've done regardless of where we are in life. But I'm just trying to save you. Now, if you put some on you, don't put any, don't, don't add to it. Stop! You know, that's a discipline in knowing how to what? Y'all, y'all said that so weak. That's a discipline in knowing how to what? Stop! Stop! Because I tell you what, whatever you put on you, then, you know what your children are going to do? They're going to come back and, and put more on them than you had on you. And it's so hard to, to tell them what not to do, even at your best, when you got them glaring all at you. So, you, you understand? Look how, is it, are y'all still there? Can I get a big amen? So, so, so stop. Stop. For, for heaven's sake, make it stop. And trust God and realize you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And you don't, you don't have to add nothing on you. I, I'm a beautiful, bald-headed black man. By the way, that's right. You a beautiful white person, Hispanic, Asian, mixed. Uh, you don't know what you are. You're just, you're just beautiful. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful. And, and it's okay. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm not discontented. I want everything God gave me and then some. Okay, so, so be careful. Be careful about that and focus on the shed blood of Jesus Christ. That entire business, you have to really watch that. The blood of Jesus Christ is eternally sufficient. 
You know what that means? Which means that there is no sin that is so great that it cannot be washed away by the blood of Jesus. There's enough blood for every man. There's enough blood for every woman and child ever born in this world. No one can say the blood of our Lord ran out before it got to me. I'm almost done. Blood banks run low on blood. But the blood of Jesus is sufficient. The blood of Jesus is sufficient and available before the cross, at the cross, and after the cross. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5b says to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Number 10, the blood of Christ presents us holy, blameless, faultless, and spotless before the Father. The blood of Christ presents us holy, blameless, faultless, and spotless before the Father. Colossians chapter 1 verse 22 says, In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, there it is, blameless, and above reproach in his sight. In other words, you say, what is it saying? God doesn't see me for who I was, but rather for who I am in Christ. Because of the blood, we have no excuse for remaining in a corrupt, defiled, sinful state. Because of the blood of Jesus, there's no excuse for remaining in a corrupt, defiled, sinful state. When we continually repent and confess our sins, God no longer sees the sin, but only the blood of his beloved son. This is the only way we can be presented holy and blameless before the father. Number 11, the blood of Jesus is so necessary because we are sinners in need of a savior. That's why we need the blood. We are sinners in need of a savior. Psalms 51 5 says, for I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. And know what? We were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Therefore, agree with God that you are a sinner in need of a Savior who is the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to trust him by faith alone, asking him to come into your heart because you believe he shed his blood on Calvary just for you. And he will save you regardless of your past, regardless of your present, regardless of your spiritual condition. Acts 16.31 says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Number 12, believers have have victory in the blood of Jesus. Believers have victory in the blood of Jesus. Revelation 12, 11 says, and they overcame. Look at that. Overcame. That's victory. Him by the blood of the lamb and the, the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Anyone who is saved by the shed blood of Jesus Christ obeys the word of God Anyone who is filled with the spirit of God, uh, anyone who has fellowship with God can live the victorious Christian life. You get to choose whether to live in rebellion and defeat or you can choose to live in in obedience and victory before the Lord. In closing, thank God for the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Thank God for the body and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus became a bloody sacrifice in our place. The blood streamed down his brow and into his eyes. The blood ran around the crevices of his nose. The blood ran across his mouth and across his lips and all down his neck. His body was covered in blood which atoned our sins. At Calvary, our Savior shed so much blood until he cried, It is finished! Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. We should rejoice in the wonder-working, transforming power of the blood of Christ. Why is it so necessary in closing, the blood has the power to transform a pimp into a preacher, a prostitute into a missionary. The blood has the power to transform a liar into an edifier, a nightclub singer into a choir director, a deadbeat dad into a priest in his home, a thief into a cheerful giver, an abortionist into a pro-life promoter. The blood of Jesus, the transforming work of God in the heart, has the power to transform an atheist into a martyr for Christ, an evolutionist into a creationist. One who's filled with anger into a person who is filled with joy. Make a spiritually blind man see, turn cursing to praise. And one who is drunk on alcohol can be transformed through the blood into one who is drunk on the Holy Ghost. The Savior bled so much on Calvary to one songwriter pinned. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunge beneath that flood lose all their guilty stain. Dear dying lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power till all the ransomed church of God be saved to sin no more. Our Savior bled so much blood on that cross. Nobody rescued him. For the first time in all eternity, Jesus, God separated himself from the Father. And he said to the point, Separation, isolation, the day became dark as midnight because the king has died. The Lord of all creation died. Tetelestai is finished. He hung his head in the locks of his shoulder and gave up the ghost. Took him down, put him in Joseph. New tomb. Stayed there Friday night. Somebody ought to be saying amen. <laughs> stayed there Saturday morning. Stayed there Saturday evening. But early Sunday morning. That's what we. Talk, that's why we're here today, aren't we? See, the, the day is just not Resurrection Sunday. Every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. Early 
Sunday morning, early before the cock crowed, early before the dew fell on the roses, my rock, my king, my shepherd, my bishop, my helper, my strength, my redeemer got up out of the grave with all power in his hands. And all God's children said, hey, are you excited about the blood? Can you say hallelujah to the blood? Can you say hallelujah to the blood? Can you say thank God for the blood? Amen. Father, we thank you for this message. Thank you for this two-point message on the blood of Jesus Christ. We don't hear many messages about this subject. We don't even hear enough blood in the songs even being done in the church, sung and played in the church. Father, realize you don't want cute songs and cute messages. You want the bloody gospel preached if folk going to be saved from the penalty and power of Satan's sin. I pray that hearts be so moved and touched that personalities here, persons here will say, I'm looking for a church home, but I heard enough gospel today to know I don't need to go any further. Somebody may not be saved, and, but they can believe on you and be saved today. Some daddy need to step out for his family. Some mama need to step out. Some widow, widower, some young child, teenager, young adult, some senior. Oh God, thank you for the resurrection. Satan hates the liberating gospel because he wants people hell bound. But Father, in you is, a, is life in abundantly. In you is life abundantly. And it's our prayer that people come and drink of the living water of the Lord Jesus Christ even now. And all God's children said, Amen. As Pastor Rander concludes part one of this two-part series, let us respond to Jesus Christ's priceless sacrifice freely given for our salvation through never-ending praise, obedience to his word, belief in his birth, burial and resurrection, thankfulness for our salvation, and remembering that the blood of Jesus will never lose its power. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.